Hi there, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Julie Garner, one of our students uh, through the Social Media Magic program. And she's also the owner of a wonderful women's shop. She's going to tell us all about that and an outdoor shop as well. She's going to tell us all about that. She's the supplier of all of our beautiful star scarves that go in our fast action bonus boxes, our fab boxes. So um, Julie, wonderful to have you on today. Thank you. So tell us about your businesses and how you got them started. Uh, we know you've had to pivot a lot through the coronavirus, uh, but talk to us about what you've done and uh, and also how you've been using social media to um, promote your business. Okay, um, so I started my business originally back in 2009. Um, at the time I was living on Sandringham Estate with my other half um, and in the financial crisis, my property business, I needed to pivot. <laughs> so he came up with the idea that um, maybe an outdoor clothing shop based at the visitor center. So we started in a what was a St. John's ambulance cupboard, believe it or not, uh, three meters by three meters. Um, started that there, um, did very well. We opened a second shop at Holcomb, which is up on the coast um, a couple of years later. And then we opened Rocks and Barns, gallery clothing at Rocks and Barns a couple of years after that. Um, and the business built the business, uh, yeah, to the point where we would, my target was to um, turn over half a million pounds, which we did. Um, and it's really built on visitors um, to the area. It's not, you know, we're in destinations. We're lucky not to be on the high street because that's really tough. Um, but my partner was then headhunted for a job in Dorset, which meant this ideal situation where I had a wonderful life work balance. I had a brilliant business that never, you know, I wasn't ever going to be a millionaire, but I had a really nice balance to it. We then moved to Dorset and that, completely tipped the balance um, and so I made the decision at the end of not yeah the end of last year that I needed to make some changes and so I looked at Tech Pixies in order to do that and what I wanted to do was create a new role within my business that would enable me to support the business promote the business but stay at home so I did um, yeah I did my visualization and I did my Canva board um, and I learned a lot from that. Be more specific in your goals, because my goal was to spend more time at home. Uh, and then lockdown hit and I've never been home so much in all my life. So yeah. Be careful what you ask for, right? Exactly. <laughs> Get very careful what you ask for. I wanted to spend more time at home and more time with my family. My daughter flew home from Spain on the last flight out and was then there for three months, four months or whatever it was. So yes, I saw lots of my family. But you got all yeah. of your goals. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Um, so I was doing really well with Tech Pixies and really enjoying it. And then Obviously, when lockdown hit, I just had to try and find out how I was going to support the business. Um, and I jumped in very, very quickly, built a website, which I would never, ever have even thought of doing from scratch until I'd done the Tech Pixies course. Um, but in hindsight, when I look at my ladies, you know, everyone thinks that a website is the, the be end all and end all and I should have just took a step back and maybe looked at just using social media rather than building this website um, because I took a step back from tech pixies to 
helped my business. And if anything, doing that in hindsight probably hindered it. But what we, what we know about trying things, right, is that here's the thing. If you didn't do the website, you would sit there every day and go, well, what if I'd done the website, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's this beautiful thing of like taking action. And I, I love that you said that. I just took action. I just, I just built this website. I got it up there. And the thing is, is that then you have the learning from that, right? You, first of all, you know how to build a website. You did it. But second of all, you then realize, oh, I can actually do this through social media. And so, you know, you kind of, you did learn from it, even if it wasn't the thing that you, you know, that you decided to go forwards with. But actually one of the benefits of, of Tech Pixies is that if you have to stop, you can. And exactly. if you want to pick it back up, you can, because you've got a whole year to complete the program. What we, what we promise is if you want to complete it in 90 days, you can, but sometimes life happens and you had to pivot really fast and focus on business, but you've actually been able to come back and do stuff that you've needed to do uh, since. So tell me how you moved. So you made this realization that the website wasn't necessarily the thing, but social media was. That said, when you set up your social media, did you connect it back to your website so that you had the shopping on like, let's say Instagram? Um, part of the thing is that I have the added complication of an e-post system. So if you imagine across two shops, keeping I, the last thing on earth you want to do is sell something you haven't got, because that really hacks people off. Um, so I have a very sophisticated EPOS system. So marrying an EPOS system to a website, the only real website that I can do that with with ease is Shopify. So Shopify have one set of images. So I created all my images the right side. Shopify sent the Shopify to Facebook and then you had sort of an image of you know, that much of the dress and that much of a, th and it's just like, oh my God, what have I done? So I then take it all down and then, and as I say, it's just, it's like anything, it isn't simple. But if I have the time to sit and go through things, the yeah. difference is I can do it. Um, I'm of an age where if I have a new piece of knowledge that is not put into place literally every day and used every day for a week, when I come to use it again, it's gone. It's back here. Yeah, it, it's just disappeared. So for me, Tech Pixies, the, the technical video library is just the it just saves me because I don't have to sit through two and a half hours of something to find the 30 seconds that I need. So I'm constantly referring back to that. Um, I find and, that really and what you're talking about is basically for every network that we teach, we yeah. have the we have the short videos that just give you the overview of how to set up your profile and you know kind of what's important with the algorithm and how to post properly and the different ways you can post. But the technical videos are actually the Literal, literal click by click, step by step, yeah. how to breakdowns of absolutely everything. If you want to edit this, if you want to change that, if you want to do this, and they're very thorough. They are. And the thing is, so often you have to go back and do something. It's something that you did quite easily the first time. You know, I've, I've had to relaunch two businesses in the last six months. It is exhausting. And I sit and beat myself up about the fact that I can't remember. Well, how can I not remember? I did it quite simply last time. But to be able to go back there um, and ask, you know, to go through and, and look at it and find it. And if not, have this 
amazing community that you can ask who never judge them. You know, I'm sure they sit there thinking, oh, for God's sake, woman. No, no, no judging room. But do you know what I mean? It's fantastic. Nobody, you never feel like you're asking a stupid question. You can ask a question because chances are somebody else is sitting there wanting to know the answer to the same thing so I find the te- that bit of tech pixies my frustration with tech pixies is that the timing of it for me and I guess the frustration isn't with tech pixies it's with the timing I just feel so annoyed that I was never I, I never got the opportunity to stick with it at the time and go through the, that you know having to dip in and out of it but the great thing is it is possible to do that um and I will continue to do it. Um, you know, I'm at work today. I'm actually in the stationary cupboard uh, at work today doing this video. Um, you know, so like I've got shops, other people have children, other people have families to, you know, to worry about. So I do find the being able to dip in and out, being able to catch something, you know, on the next time round is a great, great thing. Being able to concentrate on the particular platforms that you think are for you first rather than trying to learn you know everything about twitter and think well actually for business that isn't going to help me um so yeah i still have i still have quite a bit to do but um yeah it, it is very good i'm enjoying it and it is helpful and i've done some things that i would never dreamt you know i've done some stop go videos uh, on instagram that have have worked for the new launch we're launching a new part of the shop so as we built that part of the shop I would never have looked at doing anything like that before I love that so you've been doing some behind the scenes things to kind of warm people up to what's happening in the shop yeah yeah oh brilliant so talk to me as, as well about you know I know it, it can be frustrating to you know want to start and finish something right you know but I think what we the reason we built it in a way that you could come back to it when you need is because it's almost impossible uh, to have uninterrupted, you know, life, right? Like life is life. I mean, we we have women whose whose parents get ill, whose children get ill. You know, I mean, my child's home for two weeks because one of the kids in his class got COVID, and it's like, you know, so our whole life. I mean, I was I was beating myself up. I mean, I love that you said that you're beating yourself up. I was beating myself up, and this morning I had this realization because I was really tired, and I had I had been um I've been working for I don't know like almost, well, I feel like a lifetime, but definitely very concentrated for the last, let's say 45 days or so. Uh, I'm a neuro coach as well, as you know, and I'm doing, I always do my 67 day brain work, you know, brain priming where I'm priming what I want in my life to happen. And one of the things I've been priming is self-discipline, going to bed before midnight, doing my brain work every day, getting my run in. Like those are the three things that I'm concentrated on, you know, brain work, running, going to bed by midnight. And playing music. I started playing the ukulele. You can see my ukulele back there. Um, so I have another little tick list. I do. I try and play a little bit of music every day as well, which is brand new to me because I, I, I haven't played a musical instrument for 30 years. So it's a big deal to like play an, an, an instrument and have something to distract me from work and, and other things. But what I, I was beating myself up because I was like, I haven't been to bed before midnight in a week. And I had been going straight. I had been going to bed for, for, for midnight for over 30 days in a row. It was a, like, it was a huge accomplishment, something that I thought I'd never stopped doing in my life. And then this morning I was really kind of, why am I so tired? Why am I going to bed late again? And I was like, oh wait, hold on. My son's been home for two weeks, right? So my husband and I are tag teaming between the two of us on who's taking care of him. So 
all the work that I would normally be doing with him, I'm now doing at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And that's carries on, you know, as late as it needs to go to get the work done. So it's very interesting, you know, that you say that it gets frustrating to not be able to finish something in the way that you wanted to finish it. Um, and, and like me, like I'm frustrated with not getting to go to bed when I want to go to bed, but I also know it's a season. And I think that's really important is to recognize it's a season, you know, that we go through things and we have a choice as to how long we let them affect us. We have a choice as to how long we beat ourselves up about them. Right. So I think forgiveness for ourselves is so, so important. And, and this morning when I was kind of had finally had a little bit of a decent night's sleep, I had seven hours of sleep last night. I woke up feeling refreshed. I thought, oh, of course, I'm not getting sleep. My whole world changed for two weeks. Right. And, and, you know, and, and actually we're just about to get used to the system and then he goes back to school tomorrow. So I can go back to my life tomorrow, but you know, it's, and it's hard for him too. And, and I think it's just recognizing that life is life and recognizing that, you know, that if you want to finish something, you will come back and finish it. And, and actually sometimes you just need to get what you need too. Right. And you can tap into whatever you need whenever you need it because you've still got the access to it. Yeah. Well, it's been, you've been a wonderful student to have in the program and it's been, it's been amazing to watch you go through all of these transitions. Um, do you remember when you started the program? Yeah, I started it uh, in January. Yeah, so you're coming up to that full year. Yeah. So um, I started in January, as I say, and I, I think a lot of people who, when I started, I was on cohort 19. So I started in the January and um, lots of people were looking to start a business, change careers, you know, as as your um, program sort of um, lots of people are, are doing that. I had my business and I, I knew the role that I wanted um, in my own business. So it was um, I, I was a little bit different in that. But we were all in the same boat. Um, you know, it, it when I started it. For me, I, I was in the pharmaceutical industry many years ago. And um, so coaching, I had a personal coach at, within the industry. Um, all of that kind of stuff was very important. And for, for years, we were taught our technical, um, you know, the, the technical information we needed. But more importantly, it was the mind coaching of getting us in the right frame of mind to do the work. When you start your own business, that's quite tough because it's quite you know yes having being your own boss and everything else has its pluses but it is also quite a lonely place to be and it's also you know it's tiring in between I'd done a bit of I did the unleash the power within with um, Tony Robbins in London a couple of years before that but I'd got out of the habit of thinking about me and coaching myself and attitudes and everything else and for me that was a really important bit of tech pixies it wasn't just the technical knowledge it was actually getting back onto that train if you like and remembering that you know and some of it's corny but no matter how corny it is you know whether you think you can whether you think you can't you're probably right all of that jazz is it's true true and, <laughs> and you know every single morning you get up and the discipline I'm not great with discipline I you know I tend to sort of yet mind yet. is all over the place you know everything is always going on at 100 miles an hour um finding that discipline so having that, that mindset coaching and, and different things was a big help and and quite interesting because I found something uh 
a couple of days ago. So when I first started, you sent me a beautiful pink text Pixies book, um, which because I'd missed a couple of days, I left a bit of page here to go back and do this. And so I had lots of gaps and I hadn't really flicked through and I, because I'm starting again, I went right the way through and I found the visualization exercise, which I don't even remember doing. Okay. Wow. But how weird is this? So I opened the page, visualization, and eventually I, got, I remember doing it and I remember what I had to do. I had to look forward and, you know, see where I was going to be, what I was going to be. And I really struggled with that. Um, because our lives have changed so much. You know, if you'd asked me, would we ever leave Sandringham? No, I didn't think we ever would. Um, but it was really interesting. So I saw myself living on the side of a cliff, okay, in a house with trees behind it. Um, elegant, but um, small. It, it, it was, you know, I, I, I won't go into the full description. But anyway, that's where I was going to be, and I would be pottering. Right, I don't potter. I don't get the chance to potter. I aspire to a potter. Anyway, so there I am in this visualization esque, right? Okay. And something I haven't really said, I think I might have mentioned it to Pip only because of where she lives. So this summer, my other half, um, we went off to a, an auction in Porth Kerno in, in Cornwall. Um, and we bid on a property in Porth Kerno. Three times we went over the top of what we were supposed to be paying. But never mind, we, we bought this property. And if I sent you a photograph of this property, it is on the side of a cliff. Woo! Trees behind it. I'm going all goose pimply now. I've got goose Trees behind me. Honestly, it's just bizarre. And I swear to you on my life, I haven't thought about that visualisation exercise since I did it because obviously I was on to the next exercise and everything else but the power of your subconscious mind I mean I do use my subconscious mind a lot but just stupid things like as I go to bed I'll say right in the morning can you tell me where I put those keys and when I get up in the morning as long as I listen first thing I will know where the keys are yeah sometimes it takes three or four <laughs> yeah, I do get that. This visualization thing is honestly, it, it's just absolutely amazing. So this is our dream home. It's where we're going to retire to. It's it's everything. It hasn't got a roof on part of it, but it is everything we you know. But how weird is that? So that there you go. Well, and that's here's the thing. I don't think it's weird at all. No. Because you're not the first person who's told me that. We do it at the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. It's the very first exercise. There's a bunch of questions you answer afterwards. And it's extremely powerful. And, and every time I, I use that exercise for a couple of different things, I use it to make a decision. Um, so like if I have a really big decision to make, because what, what you do in the exercise is you go and you meet your future self. So Jess Rogers filmed it. And actually it's on YouTube for free. Um, if you just go and search um, life, uh, Tech Pixies Life Coaching Toolkit, um, it's video three. And I use it, I literally use it all the time. I, whenever I need to make a major decision, I go into myself and ask myself that future self, what would, you know, what would you do in this situation? Would you do this or would you do this? And you have to be very specific, but you'll usually get an answer, you know, yes, I would do this or yes, I would do that. And tapping into the strength of your future self, but also, you know, it can be hard to go and, and visualize something that you, that you don't, know about yet but that's the magic of the visualization because once you get into that really grounded place and your you know your eyes are shut and you're just cut off from the rest of the world there is an agenda in in you 
and it, it just wants to tell you what it is, right? I've had two very powerful experiences with it where I was just kind of visualizing my future future. And one of them was going to Africa and one of them was going to Scotland, you know? And of course I love Scotland and I, I love going back to Scotland. And that's a place for me that's a, a you know, it's a, it's a place I can go and think and I can go and read and I can go and get away. And, and I really love that. And so there's definitely, there's something pulling me to Scotland, just like there's something you pulling you to Cornwall. But I think um, also with, with, you know, Africa, I've, it's somewhere I always wanted to go, always wanted to go. And in, in the last one that I did, um, I, I went, so I've been to Africa twice in my visualization. And in the last one, you know, I got this really beautiful hand, um, hand uh, handcrafted wooden box from a very old woman, uh, a very wise old woman. And it was really special. I was so emotional, I'm emotional talking about it because there's part of me that knows that that is gonna happen one day. You know, that I'm gonna meet that woman that I've been dreaming about for years. So it's really, I think those visualizations are so powerful. And I think it speaks to the fact that, you know, yes, social media is, is part of Tech Pixies. It's what you've been learning to do and you're getting some traction with the social media and you realize the power of social media for your business and you're, you've created that role where you're doing the social media for business. But also I think it speaks to the fact that it's not just about social media. You know, yeah. it's about changing your life. And, and I mean, what a change that is, you know? And, and, and what, an incredible, what an incredible thing to have happen where something you've been dreaming about really comes true. Mm. yeah it, it um it was just as I say I'd forgotten I'd forgotten that I'd written that down it's you know I'm not saying I've forgotten that what I wanted but I'd forgotten and it, it made me think and put a place you know it, it made it very vivid it, it is and it's really weird because I one thing I do remember after we bought the property I mean bearing in mind we bought this property having viewed it 10 minutes that's all we were allowed was 10 minutes because of covid we weren't allowed to go in together um because we needed somebody with us who could tell us something so only two people were allowed in so my other half went in with the builder i then went in with uh, a friend who's a builder um, and then we bought it and so when we went back knowing it was ours it was really bizarre because it was as if i knew this place and i said that to my other half so this is really weird it's like I've been here before. You know, he looked at me and went, hey, well, you have been. We viewed it. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I mean, I mean, I've really been here before. And, you know, that man thing, they glaze over. Yeah. So it, it, it was strange. It was like I'd been there before. And it's like I'm supposed to be there. When I go there, um, you know, having bought it and paid far too much, you know, not far too much, but far much more than we ever dreamt we were going to pay for it. Um, the fear I thought that when I got there I would feel fear and be frightened of it and that it was going to you know be this hole that I'll throw money into and no doubt it will be but I've never felt that fear um, I've done projects before where they filled me with fear um, and not nice fear you know what I mean just that you yeah. know it's going to be constant whereas I don't feel that here you know even when we went in and there were mushrooms growing through the bedrooms and the ceilings were in I never felt that fear I just felt like I'd come home and that was quite bizarre. And it wasn't until I actually looked at this in my little pink book um, that, yeah. So yes, it's, it has been, uh, yeah, it, it's a really, and it is quite a, a difficult in, um, exercise to do. I'd done that kind of thing before, but I'd got out of the habit of doing it. And like lots of things that are easy, you know, they're easy to do 
but it's just as easy not to do it. And I got to that point where I wasn't doing the, you know, the thing that I should be doing. So um, you feel a bit stupid doing the exercise. I think I think a lot of people on that, you know, that cohort 19, a lot of people did say they felt very uncomfortable and they were going to come back to it. Um, and for a little while, I did feel like that. I'm glad I did it. And I'm really glad that, yeah, it, it's um, it worked. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's an amazing story and it's so much fun. One of the things I love about doing these podcasts is I get these little surprises, these little gifts, you know, where someone's done something and then it's, you know, they've made a decision and it's changed the trajectory of their life. And it's just so exciting, you know, and I love that Jess shared that visualization exercise with us so many years ago and that we can still use it because it's very, very powerful. Um, Julie, thank you so much for your time. If you were talking to someone who is on the fence about joining Tech Pixies, what would you say to them? Um, I think the main thing is that it's a journey. The learning is a journey, okay? And whether you intend doing that as an express journey or uh, taking your time on a scenic journey, the important thing is the ticket. And I really believe I have bought a first class ticket with techniques. I've used that analogy before. I started my journey, it's been halted. You know, the train was canceled at Leeds. I've had to get off and wait, swap platforms. I've had to do all of that. But I still believe that the ticket I have in my wallet will get me where I need to be, no matter how long that takes. And that for me is important, knowing that I can get back on the train, know that there's somebody you know who's going to help me to tell, find me where my seat is. I think if you use that analogy as a journey, um, it's uh, and it's a journey that everyone will take for different reasons. You know, there are people who want to be social media managers. There are people who want to do something with their business. There are people who want to be influencers. There, there are so many reasons to do the course, but the, the, the actual nitty gritty of it, being able to jump in and out of it, being able to find the information when you need it, because that's the important thing. You know, I know that if I'm looking for, how do I do this with Facebook? I've got a Facebook module, there's TVLs there and I can go and I can pin it down. I might have to watch two. I might have to watch the same one 15 times, you know, I'm, but there, it's there. Um, but also it, it is the community. The community is amazing. I've never, you know, as a woman in business on your own, often you do feel a little bit out on a limb um, as a small business. And so, yeah, it is like being part of a big community. So yeah, I would say, definitely give it a go I um I'm the most undisciplined probably the worst student in the whole wild world and I'm getting there I can't see how anybody can not give it a go I love it Julie thank you and I think one day you're going to stop telling yourself the story that you're undisciplined because <laughs> it's you'd be surprised you'd be surprised I was just listening to a podcast this morning about another podcast and it was talking about um uh, about the stories we tell ourselves. And it was saying, you know, we tell ourselves one story, which is I'm not self-discipline, I don't have self-discipline. Uh, yet, you know, there's a lot of really great things going on in your life, right? So there's a lot of, you know, you've, you've been able to build a successful business. You've, you know, been able to raise, you know, a child that's self-sufficient. You know, you've been able to get your dream home. You know, there's quite a few things that even though you're, you would describe yourself as not self-disciplined, you're still able to get the things that you want in life, partly because, and this, and I can relate to this, the self-discipline goes out the window in order to do those things. Exactly. Right? 
So, yeah. So, but then I think that that's where you can shift the story because when you, a thought repeated over and over again becomes a belief. Mm -hmm. This is what I've learned in my neuro coaching course. And I've just taken my neuro coaching exam. So I'm now a master neuro coach. So I, I obviously have answered these questions correctly. But one of the things that we know is that a situation causes you to have a thought and then that thought repeated over and over again becomes a belief, right? And that's your identity. That's where the identity forms of, I am not a self-disciplined person. And then every time you say, I'm not a self-disciplined person over and over and over again, that solidifies the belief. So one of the most important things we can do, uh, particularly as women, is particularly as women who are successful in business and in life, if, if that's how you know, more or less you feel, then it's also to change, change the story. And just, you know, and, and I remember I had dinner with Dame Stephanie Shirley at the House of Lords. Um, it was a private dinner. And I said to her, you know, did you ever get the balance right? You know, this like life work balance. And she goes, no, I never got it right. Right. And she ran a three billion. Her company now is three billion pounds. Right. She's worth one hundred and fifty million pounds. She has done incredible work for autistic children all over the UK, if not the world, with the research that she's doing. Um, as a result of the, the money she made, she put all of that money into autism because her child, her son died of, uh, her son was autistic, severely autistic and died young. Um, but I think that the, the, it's, a, it's the story you tell yourself, right? And it's, it's how that story changes. And, and the, the thing I was listening to this morning, this person was saying, well, my mother made all my decisions. Like she controlled everything I did and I never had control of my situation. And the, the person who was talking to the, the coach said to her, uh, well, could you tell that story a different way? And what would you tell it as a different story? And she said, well, now that I think about it, my mom was the oldest of seven children and she felt responsible for her seven siblings. She was in charge of her seven siblings. So I suspect that she was just trying to control me to keep me safe and to keep me protected, right? And to take care of me. And he's like, yeah. So those are your two stories. You can say my mom controlled my life or you can say my mom wanted me to be safe and protected. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we can say I'm, I'm not, self, I have no self-discipline, which I, I look, Julie, I, <laughs> I get that one. Right. Um, or we can say something different. And I think the point is, is that we, you and I both, you know, we've both built big businesses and we we both know what that's like to focus on the business in order to keep it going and, and to grow it right but there is actually a type of discipline it takes to do that too yeah and so it's it's kind of both of us this is a great opportunity for both of us to rewrite that story uh and say that we are disciplined in different ways yeah i guess like everything we always want what we see in someone else you know you see somebody who seems to manage to get everything you know they always look wonderful they always this they always that they're you know meet Mike he swims like a fish that kind of thing um and I guess the interesting thing would be is what their in their impression is of us you know what I mean and they're probably sitting there oh my god she manages to do this this and this but it is, I get what you're saying, and it, I do need to stop telling myself I'm not disciplined. I, I'm spinning so many plates, I guess, that my mind is all over. And because of that, I interpret that as not being disciplined enough to sit and actually 
attack one thing at a time. The only thing I am starting to realise is that if you don't do that, then you end up doing so many things halfway through, stop and then have to do that again and start at the beginning. And so for that reason, when I say, um, so my story changing it is that I need to concentrate and get one thing done all the way to the end, whatever that is. I mean, it's literally, I don't mean tech fixes because that, that was never going to happen in that way. But individual tasks every day, um, I will be halfway through something and all of a sudden I think, oh my God, and I'm off to do that. But what happens is I then come back to the thing I was doing and I have to start that right at the very beginning. So I need the discipline to say no to something. I need the discipline to say no to people. Um, and often that is tough. You know, uh, the thing of saying, be careful when you say yes to other people, you're not saying no to yourself. I say yes to other people all the time. Um, and I don't really want to change that, but I need to get some balance. There's a great book you might really like called Deep Work, which um, I'm working through at the moment. And actually, it's very interesting because I, I get that balance of needing deep work that's undistracted time and the ability to be available to your team and to people who need you and need answers from you. Right. So it's that balance. Um, but what I love about the book is he actually talks about management styles and he talks about there's some CEOs that love to be out buzzing, talking to everybody, just hearing everything. And then they can take all of that and make decisions off of that. And they're, you know, that's important to them. Um, and then there's, then he talks a lot about programmers where really to get good, deep work, good programming work done, they need to shut themselves off from everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's also recognizing the skill set and exactly that, just changing the story and saying, actually, my ability to um, to multi, you know, multitask in a way, you know, my ability to to yep. to do multiple things, because I do that as well. And I think that comes with the territory of being an entrepreneur, running a team, you know, my ability to do multiple things is an asset. And then it's saying, if I really want to get something done to completion, then I need to set aside the time undistracted to do that. And, and actually, once you've done that a few times, then you know you've got the self-discipline to do that if you need to do it. Yeah. Right? And you've got, and also you've got the ability to choose at the moment what is the best thing to move you forwards. Right. And that's also the sign of a good CEO. You know, do I need to go and do some deep work and, and shut myself off from the team right now for a period of time to get something completed? You know, and what does that look like? And how long is it going to take me? That was one thing I loved was learning how you can set a time limit on something. You know, my when I had to when I started working with because I used to say, Oh, I have I have terrible time management. And actually, it wasn't that I had terrible time management, I just didn't understand how to, to work with time, you know. And the thing that I learned from my time management coach was you need to tell yourself how long it's going to take you to do the task. And then you, you set, the side, set aside the time on your calendar and you break it down into smaller chunks. And you say, okay, this can take me four hours to do. And I'm, and I'm going to get the first done, done in 15 minutes and the second one done in 15 minutes, the third one done in 15 minutes and really break it down. Because also when you break a task down, it doesn't overwhelm you and you don't get you know totally sidetracked. I think as well, what helps is having a notebook right? Just having a notebook. And so if something else comes up, you just write down, I have this book that has the my to-do list. And anytime something comes up, I just throw it on there. And then right next to it, it has the universe's to-do list, right? So okay. God's to-do list. And I always put God's to-do list, but it's the universe's to-do list, whatever. And I put things on there that I have no control over that I've got to let up, let go to the universe and just say, I need this solved. And I love going back on previous weeks and I can actually cross things off and I can say, you know, yes or no, you know, or 
you know, this was taken care of or that wasn't taken care of. And it's so great to kind of go back and do that. And I love that exercise. But the other exercise that I love, this is, um, it's Kate Northrup's book. It's called Do Less. But the other, the other book that, and she has a book called Do Less, um, actually, but there's another, um, there's another part on this that's on the weekly tasks and then the daily tasks. And on the daily tasks, it asks three questions. What went really great today? And I love how she asked that question. What went really great? So you have to really identify what went great. And then what didn't go so great? And what did you learn from it? Which I also love. You know, this goes back to like, you built this website and okay, what, you know, what did you learn from it? right? It might not have been the result you wanted, but what did you learn from it? And what you said earlier was, I learned that I could do stuff with social media and, and it would be just as effective. And that's, you know, that was your learning. So you yep. know, now, right. And then the last thing is, what are you grateful for? And I love that she closes with what are you grateful for? And it's not like the, like, oh, I'm grateful for, you know, my friends, my family, my house, my car, whatever. It's actually like, what, what about the day were you grateful for? You know, and I, we, we had Thanksgiving on the weekend this is being recorded on the second, third of um, December, 2020. We had Thanksgiving on the weekend because they don't do Thanksgiving in the UK properly, but we made, um, I made for the first time ever, I made my own cranberry sauce. And it was this mix of um, cinnamon and orange and cranberry and sugar. And, you know, anyway, I, there was the smell just coming up and I had my daughter come over and I was like, you've got to smell this. This is amazing. And I was so proud of myself. Number one, that I made the cranberry sauce from scratch. <laughs> number two the smell was just amazing and I was just so grateful for the ability to have that moment where I could smell the cranberry sauce and I could have my daughter with me and we could have that moment together you know and I know that when she's older she'll have a You'll moment remember it yeah and she'll have the moment with her daughter you know or her son or whatever you know and it's like you're passing something on to someone else too but I, I just, I love those questions, but I think, I think rewriting our story is so important and telling ourselves a new story. And when we catch ourselves saying, I'm not, I'm so un, like, I'm, I'm such a procrastinator or I'm so self uh, undisciplined or whatever, you have to say, stop it, Joy. Stop it, Julie. I am, I am this. And what are you? You are not that. I am this. I am Julie, the person who can multitask and run three shops and build a dream home and you know all those things that you can do yeah because you're an incredible woman and I'm so grateful that you're in our community thank you and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and um, I hope you have a wonderful uh, rebuild of your gorgeous house and I do think that there's an Instagram feed in there I think we all want to see the house unfold I did wonder about that to be honest um, to so I've done some videos and bits and pieces and um, a bit like your car though Joy do, do you know what I mean yeah it's that thing of getting the balance right that it's not showing off or whatever you know I've worked hard for this and I deserve it let me tell you um, but what you don't want to do is is it's special and I don't want to feel uncomfortable about that so I haven't said anything about it I, as I say I mentioned it to Pip only because she's in Cornwall and I was driving I think I was driving down to Cornwall at the time so it is that thing of, of feeling comfortable with it um you know I, I, don't get me wrong I have a nice home in Durham um we live in a very nice house where we live but it isn't our home you know it comes with my other half's job and it's beautiful this, yeah, it is special. So I, I am thinking about that because there, you know, it, it is quite funny the state of the place at the moment, as I say, with mushrooms in the wardrobe and things. 
not even in the kitchen. That's the frustrating thing. But there's the beauty, Julie, because you can show the ugly duckling that becomes a swan, yeah. right? And you can show that you can, and that's the thing. I think you're not showing the end product. You're showing the transformation. Yeah. And there's so yeah. many lessons in that transformation. Oh, there will be. Trust me. There already is. We had to cut our way in. It was like something out of a sleeping beauty, the mile and a half with a chainsaw sort of going through. And we went down. You physically couldn't get down the drive because the, everything had overgrown across the front of it. So, yeah, I am looking forward to it. And it'll be something other than work. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's um, there'll be a lot of work to do, but it's not it's not the same. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Thank and you very much. No matter what you decide, that would be, you know, we'd, we'd love to go on that journey with you. Um, tell us where people can find out more about your shops. They can buy from you. Uh, where's the best place to find you? Okay, so we have a website, everythingoutdoor.co.uk. Um, we have Instagram and Facebook, Everything Outdoor UK. And then we have um, our fashion offering, which is at Gallery Clothing Rocks and Barns. Um, and it, yeah, it, that's, it, it's difficult having all this mix. And in a shop, it works because we have so many different people who come through the door. And I think that's one of the big things when you try and move a physical business that appeals to lots of people because of where it is online our audiences are so different so for instance and this is the dilemma i have every day da -da. or da -da. <laughs> you know what i mean it's not or i want i want the star earring my husband wants the hiking boots you go a dress yeah or a man's chile do you know what i mean so which, by the way, my husband has that gilet and he loves it. He wears it all the time. So, but what I'm the only reason I'm trying to this is where I sit and this is where I don't I go into my procrastination. So, are we going to do that for this? This for that? And it is difficult. So, what I would say is a learning point: choose a business that goes in one direction <laughs> if you're going to take it online, because you my audiences are very different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've so, got the outdoor audience, and then you've got the yeah. women's fashion audience. Yeah. yeah, and they are very different. So, I can't put post for both. Yeah, and spinning both is is quite tough. But yeah, um, check it out if you like outdoor clothing. Um, obviously the everything outdoor fashion um, and then sort of this kind of stuff is all crossover we do lots of you know this kind of Christmassy like tweed, yeah you've got a I'm just describing it for listening to the podcast the tweed blankets and the yeah brilliant thank you ever so much Joy no problem thank you take care you too bye bye bye